you know, ever since I've had the 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 long haul and hitting my head a couple of years ago, my brain has just not called upon names. I just uh, want you to know I that I don't feel sorry for you in any way, shape, or form. I know you don't. And that's <laughs> fine. It actually it adds fine. it it adds uh, it adds a nice level of um jovialness <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> to the proceedings you know, my grandpa used to go through five names before he got the correct one oh, so yeah. my grandmother. I, feel like, I feel like i've and one of which was the dog's name and having a concussion like four years ago it, that my brain has just sort of become you like guys i'm stuff. an only child um, and my mom would sometimes not be able to get to my name correctly <laughs> i mean she had no excuse <laughs> Welcome to that episode was, we are Popsicle. In this episode, we'll be giving our unfettered reactions to Why the Last Man, episode five, five titled Manhunt, a title that's on par with the Kelly Sue pun, as we meet a new character, the geneticist, Dr. Allison Mann. Why the Last Man is the story of the last surviving male with the Y chromosome and his monkey. It's based on the Vertigo comic series of the same name from writer Brian K. Vaughn and artist Pia Guerra, and is currently streaming on FX on Hulu. The showrunner is Eliza Clark. The writer of this episode was Tian Jungu, and it was directed quite handily by Merzi Almas. Now, before we continue, final warnings, there is no possible way to discuss any of this without spoilers, so go watch the fucking show. Um, I am Philip Kelly. I am uh, one of the producers of the show. I, I write, act, direct, and do a bunch of other things. And I am joined by the rest of the verbally potent podcast popsicle podcast team. Um, Lisa K. Weber, creator and artist of Hex 11 and co-owner of Hex Comics. Hi, Lisa. Hello, it's me. Uh, Kelly Sue, the writer of said Hex 11 comic. Hello, Kelly Sue. Hello. And you were both featured on what now recently? LA Times. Oh, LA Times Today. A LA segment Times today. on Spectrum News. Yeah. Very Fantastic. Cool. Check that out. Check that shit out. Um, Claire Thorne is here of Unexpected Hobby and a writer and designer of Geek's Guide to Cross Stitch Journeys in Space. Hi, Claire. Hey. Hi, Philip. <laughs> How are you? Very good. Good. Uh, Justin Penniston is also here, gracing us with his presence. He's the writer of the hard-boiled webcomic Hunter Black and Netflix Netflix's Sonic Prime. Hi. Hi, Justin. What up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much. I got a new pair, I got a new pair of uh, uh, glasses today that I'm really excited to get in the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's what's up with me. Uh, but we've got, a show to we've got a show to talk about. Uh, and I feel like for me, this episode uh, of Why the Last Man was when it really became Why the Last Man. Like this felt like it was the show they wanted to make like for the first four episodes. They're finally, it's like, yeah, okay, we got it. Mm -hmm. um, and there was really a focus and a forward drive that we haven't seen and you know, connectivity between the storylines that were affecting each other. It's really great. Um, but uh, let's start where the show starts in Boston. Um, we're given a little world building at first uh, that for me kind of echoed the clashes between the military and, or I guess police, military slash military and protesters after George, Floyd, George Floyd's murder last year uh, with writing literally on the wall that said racism is as American as baseball. 
Um, but while in Boston, we also get to meet Dr. Allison Mann, who gives us, I think, one of the best disseminations of gender diversity that's ever been put to film. Um, what does the presence of Dr. Mann mean to uh, this story as a character and as an idea to all of you? Uh, how do you see her already affecting what's happening? And, and how is all of the social mirroring playing for you um, in, in these different ways? Uh, mm -hmm. No, Kelly, Sue, you. Oh, yeah, Lisa, you go. It was <laughs> okay. I, or will. Kelly Sue. I, I know you're both jumping in. And yeah. Is it going to be? Is it going to be so. me? Is it going to be Kelly Sue? I'm talking. It's so gonna I'm, be, it's going to be me. It's going to be Lisa. <laughs> um i will say that um i am so pleased with the portrayal of allison mann um i don't know if i'm correct but i i feel like i mean and i could be yeah it's been so long since i read the comics um my memory of allison mann from the comics was like way more serious um and so i super appreciated like the kind of like breath of fresh air that um this version um that diana bang brought um and like you said it's totally true i was like i feel like i felt the same thing i was like i feel like this is the episode where the show is like beginning to actually find its voice and like really hit its stride yeah. um it's a big deal like for readers of the comics it's a big deal the entrance of allison mann um, because this is, we now have the core group. The big three, yeah. Okay. The big three. Uh, and it's um, already, like from the very first scene, the chemistry of them playing off each other, I was feeling it and loving yeah. it and so yeah. glad that she was there to break up what was going on between just Y and 355. Right. Um, so that's my quick first thought <laughs> i think yeah. we can agree the dynamic at the beginning of this episode was not hopeful in terms of like us going oh this is going to be a better episode than the last one we talked about so yeah. I, I do want just very briefly before handing it back to kelly sue because i know she's chomping at the bit um although she also has coffee in her mouth or something at the moment. Um, I just want to be recognized for my astuteness in saying last week, hey, you know, I know the, these episodes up until now have been kind of, um, but we're probably really going to hit our stride once we actually get on, you know, the road. We, we actually get 355 and Yorick and the team, um, the full team out and, and trying to get somewhere. So I think that's a lot of what, we're seeing here so mm -hmm. i'm just Agreed. patting myself on the back thank the you for episode yes claire the episode <laughs> of any show where like the team finally teams up is always magical um but what i love about the way that they are writing allison man is she and it's kind of exactly what Lisa and Claire have been saying about there now being this full dynamic going on between the three characters. But I feel that she's also bringing a narrative that's outside of politics. You know, it's outside of this is what's morally correct. And she's like, actually, this is science. Uh -huh. Science doesn't yeah. give a shit about your morals. <laughs> or your beliefs or any of it. And I mean, I right. learned, I was learning in this episode 
I had no idea that there were women walking around unknowingly with a Y chromosome, you know, and it's just this beautiful, um, really potent narrative that I'm so excited to see on television dramatized where it's like the people running the show <laughs> don't even have a clue <laughs> and that's why she's like I'm not gonna go and do this you know moral crusade with you guys I want to work in San Francisco to my fucking lab <laughs> you know um and I just I it struck me very deeply. And yes, her performance is marvelous. It was great. Justin, you look thoughtful. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with everything that's been said thus far. Um, I think the show was, I think I made a couple of comparisons to The Expanse early on mm -hmm. in that, you know, there's a lot of world building, a lot of, you know, a lot of not getting to it because they had to, to lay their tracks, you know, mm -hmm. But now the tracks feel a little more laid without with uh, Allison Mann being introduced, and there's this, an element of let's get this show on the road, which I really like. Mm -hmm. um, and again, uh, last week I think I talked about how I really appreciated how that they, the writers were paying attention to the fact that it's not the show. The themes of this show cannot just be gender themes they have to be human themes and race and class have to play a role and to see you know racism is american as baseball yeah. as the first image you see of the episode you know really kept that going you know really brought yeah. that back home which i i, yeah. I really appreciated um there was one big thing about this episode that bugged me even though I really feel like this is the first episode where I really feel like they find their stride. Um, but maybe I'll bring that up in the next okay. segment. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, teasing. Keep I, just wanted to, I just wanted to say real yeah. quick to, to finish, I mean, to kind of jump off what Justin, you were saying about the expanse, this episode, um, like when, Dr. Mann is talking about the biodiversity and the loss of all the mm -hmm. other species. beings, yeah. species. Yeah. I totally went right back to the cascade in the expanse when it's like all of these things are failing now when she's just mm. like telling him like, there's no magic solution here. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, so I, I was all. I also got uh, pinged on the expanse specifically in that moment. Yeah, that, yeah, great, exactly. The great moment with York being like, "But you look sad. Why are you sad?" And <laughs> My God. she's like, "York, you know, like I feel like that was the moment, like where all of what's actually happening sort of finally settled in on York, maybe a mm. little bit. Like it kind of broke through. I, that's what I liked about all of the information that uh, uh, Doctor Man was giving, is that it isn't just exposition like i literally felt the the stakes of the show leap upwards after her explanation of you know science you know this is what science is um, i wouldn't even describe that as exposition really it's no more, it really yeah, was because it's not yeah. details of the no. show it's yeah it's yeah it's like it's it's the great thing about that scene was that because they were drinking <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And getting yeah. drunk. Yeah. It felt exactly like the kind of conversation people have mm-hmm. when they're having too much to drink and they're yeah. dropping science on you. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And York you know? was excited. He was like, let's let's go through this again because I'm losing yeah, you, a little you know, bit. Like, it was such a, yeah. such a about great scene. That Edward yeah. Reed Richards, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, what I what I did forget to mention, what I really like about Diana Bang as Allison Mann. Um, in the comic, as much as I love Dr. Man and I love the big three, you know, at the end of the day, everyone kind of speaks with Brian K. Vaughn's voice. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think it's unavoidable. It's not like, you know, I don't say that to, to denigrate Brian K. Vaughn in any way. He's just got a style and it comes out in every character. Um, but here, those, those, the writing is filtered through the actors. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Dr. Man in particular feels, well, Dr. Man and 355 actually both feel just a touch different in a good way from their comic book counterparts that I really like, you Mm -hmm. know, and that I I really appreciate that. Just the addition, you know, of of voices, you know, really, Mm -hmm. really helps. I don't think there's been a better um, actor last name slash character last name pairing in television than Diana Bang and Allison Mann. It just, and especially in this show, um, you know, and I know that that's kind of purposeful, you know, man. <laughs> um, I really, really love her. And for all of the reasons that everybody has mentioned already, um, I did spend a little bit of time in a like little fantasy world after the episode was over in my head, because I think the one thing that I really, really want that we didn't get in that episode and we were teased with it was, was the, what was happening with Allison Mann's story, you know, during the events of all of these other episodes. And oh, if they yeah. had had a way to put her in there and let her be one of the, the, um, characters that we were seeing in in how they were dealing with the event and its aftermath and what was going on with her before i just i'm really intrigued with her and i think it's fine because i you know obviously we can you know they've got ample opportunity to maybe show us in flashback or just let her tell us about it or just let her be a mystery as well i'm fine with all of those things i I feel like i feel like because like there are so many spoilery things that happen with her backstory like that are huge reveals in the story that it's like I I didn't have a problem with them holding back for now and like kind of letting the mystery around her build I'm I'm perfectly okay with that too and I think more of it I was just thinking you know I would have liked a good scene like a montage scene at the beginning of this episode where we got to see what she's been doing by herself in that glorious you know building and and room that she's been living in I just needed a few extra minutes and and that's really just all saying hey they they like you know everybody said they've really interpreted this character in a way that is pleasing to me mm-hmm. and so it bad. is amazing to get and i love i love the i love that they've built up her like her mythology when the other characters are talking about her and saying that hey this is a woman who's should be in jail but she's not into you know what i mean like mm-hmm. she's been doing some dicey shit and it it's all of this it's playing off of the idea that we don't trust science, that science is somehow the problem in, in, for humanity when really the, the problem is, is that we 
the way we force society to join up with politics and society is it hampers science so much that in order to actually be a good scientist, she has to do illegal things, right? She has to step out of the box. And that's because the political environment isn't savvy enough to keep up with like the needs of science. Um, now, mm -hmm. and it also lets her feel a little bit unreliable. Like she's, she's a little bit of a loose cannon too, even though, you know, we want, we we're going to trust science and, and that's great. But I, I love that added little element to her character. Um, yes. And, and yeah. finally grateful that York <laughs> in talking to her finally demonstrated something where I'm like, yeah, I like York doing this right now. Like he's his, his curiosity and his interest was just like, oh, okay. Made, there's there there's a thing I can enjoy about York. Okay, we're yeah, made on. Him, it made him likable. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, moving on to the next one because uh, Justin, you talked a little bit about I identity that the show is in a lot of ways about identity, racial identity, gender identity. We're seeing a lot of different things about identity. Uh, well, now we have speak kind of thematically, maybe moving into the next question. Agent three fifty five meet Agent five twenty five. Um, I would like some reactions and what is three fifty five up to? Um, Justin, you, I feel like you were holding on to something. Was it about this topic or a later? Yeah, topic? just go, uh, you know, I feel like what they're doing with 355 uh, for me, you know, I'm speaking specifically for me. I'm not saying yeah. that this is, this is how it's making me feel as a viewer. I'm not saying this is something bad about the show necessarily, mm -hmm. but, um, up until this point, 355 felt pure to me. She felt like someone who I understood her motivations, you know, and, you know, like she's just a tough broad in a hard world trying to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And it no longer feels that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like she sort of, and, and we all jumped on board. She sort of has this judgment of Yorick for having an agenda. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she has an agenda beyond their mission. And for her to have an agenda, keep it hidden, which Yorick is not doing, and straight up deceive everyone in order to accomplish it, makes her feel to me way less sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? She's I, I, like, she went from being a character who I kind of admired to now she feels kind of like a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I personally, I really despise hypocrisy and sure. it really like gets under my skin. And I don't want to feel that way about this character that I was so into up till this point. Um, so yeah, that's it. That, that for an episode where the show is starting to hit its stride, I really hated that. I felt tripped up by that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I would just add to that, Justin, and I agree with everything you've said about it. Um, I did appreciate that in the scenes with 525, that they spent so much time talking about how the, the kind of nefarious ways that they were recruited. And also this really kind of, I don't want to call it brainwashing exactly, because I'm not sure it rises exactly to that. Programming level, would the, be a better way. The to programming. Describe, yeah, I, I yeah exactly. The programming of we don't talk about what like they, they can't even talk to each other about what their individual missions were the, the and so the idea that 355 has this 
world, the programming of secrecy to have to overcome, I think is a valid character um, development issue mm-hmm. that we'll probably see going forward. It absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. I'm not, again, I'm not saying they did a bad job right. execution wise. What I'm saying is they, their choices are making this character less likable for me. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, right now, I'm not convinced that she didn't kill 525. Yeah, I had the same. I was like, how are, I mean, like, we all, I was Ooh. like, I had the same thought. I was like, so did she kill 525? Because 525 was like, oh, if I find this brand woman, I'm going to kill her. And that doesn't seem to be what 355 wants to do. So... I was like, it's it stands to reason what we've known of 355 so far that she might have killed 525 at that moment. Yeah. yeah. And um, it really bugs me that she lied, seemingly lied, about contacting the president. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what yeah. possible reason she would have for that other than We're I don't trust the it. president. But that means mm-hmm. she has, an, an, like I said, her agenda is completely off the rails, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't love that. You I know. can't believe it. I, I I personally can't believe it was f- for that reason that she doesn't trust her. Um, I don't know why. But Kelly Sue, you you have a thoughtful face. Oh. Go for it. Um, well, I kind of agree with everything that Justin and everybody has said. Um, it was giving me ma- that whole scene was giving me major Kill Bill vibes, mm-hmm. which is huh. why I was like, one of them is not walking out of here. It gave me Black Widow vibes. Same like here. The, Same Black Widow vibes like, oh, the scene with it. Natasha yeah. and Yelena in yeah. Budapest. Um, totally Budapest. like it gave me those vibes because I was like, oh, we've got equally matched fighters here. Totally. No one's winning yeah. and no one's losing. Right. It mm-hmm. was a great, great fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it wasn't a hit job. I, I, one, maybe. <laughs> 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 I almost feel like she's uh, and I don't know, I, I think 355 is just as curious to find her identity or has been since this everything fell apart. She immediately went to find people to tell her what to do. I think she's a little lost right now. Um, I don't think she killed 525. You have, that, you have that little beacon in her bag at the end. I think she's keeping in touch with 525. I think we're going to maybe see more contact between the two later on. Because I think 355 is just as curious as to who she is and what she needs to be as any of the other characters. That was my take. That, that was I mean, my take. As a distillation of women's issues, 355 is very interesting in that you have this character who is entirely based her life on taking the orders and doing what other people tell her to do very explicitly. She's kind of the definition of like a domestic violence wife, right? Like she's been isolated away from the rest of society in terms of interacting with it in any kind of honest and real way. She has to follow the orders that are very siloed and given to her by one person. Um, even though the, the head of this organization is characterized as a, a woman, I, you know, she's still like, what do you do? After you've, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that can what, still... what do you do when you've suddenly been given freedom and you've lived a life from, from the time of your childhood that has been dictated to you, like every single move you make has Mm -hmm. been orchestrated for you. How do you start making your own decisions then and moving forward in a, in a healthy way? And I would expect her to be 
behaving in a way that is irrational, even for her at times, whether that's being hypocritical or like Justin says, I absolutely agree. It may very well just be a symptom of this just irrational, not being able to kind of handle life, normal life and, and direct herself. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish at this stage, I may end up not feeling this way after more episodes unfold, mm-hmm. but I kind of wish that they would then have given us more sense that that is the nature of what their upbringing was. Having mm-hmm. a different character say, you know, well, I was plucked from the orphanage, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't carry a lot of narrative weight for me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I mean, you know, to, to use the cliche, it's they're telling me something and not showing it to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but again, as the story, well, the story's not done. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to prejudge it. I'm just saying that's the way I'm feeling right now, you know? Sure. Uh, well, we're going to leave uh, for a message on those feels and uh, we'll, we'll be right back to discuss a little more uh, what's happening in this episode. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so we're going to, uh, the, the next segment, we move away from our, our team the big three three. uh we're gonna head back uh since agent 355 is not contacting washington we're gonna follow the yellow brick road ourselves and talk about what's happening behind the curtain a little um we've got christine flores who finally gets a storyline of her own a little little dramatic heft that brings some complications um uh that that connect to other characters again um we have madame secretary of state regina Regina, right? It does not I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I was about to say Regina. Regina moment, Oliver. Because you're moment, the worst. That's why. The moment, uh, my God. The moment, as I was saying it, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was Is completely it Regina? Incorrect. Is it Regina? I, I do. I, I knew it was wrong. I caught Speed myself. dating in the 40 year old virgin. Oh, God. <laughs> Regina <It's> Oliver. <laughs> uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, when Regina shows up, when Regina. <laughs> When Regina shows up, no, we that, have to call her Regina. I know, I know. Now it's done. We kind yeah. of have to. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for ruining the show. Every played by French Stewart. <laughs> you have a problem uh, to, to get that joke. Go listen to Murder Husbands, our other podcast. Um, that that shot of Regina coming up, that low angle, looked like she was being rolled in on a throne. Let me tell you. And it's so look, this this episode feels very much like Game of Thrones. There's some chess maneuvering going on. There's a lot of line that comes with it. And uh, I, I'm like, I had this weird thought while watching it. I'm like, you know what, but like, like there's a lot of lying, but I feel like the lying is coming from a very different motivation or motivated very differently with all of these female characters than it would be if it was a male centric show. Um, and I, I don't know why I had that feeling or that thought. And I'm curious if that is being felt by anybody else and i'm also pleased like we've got christine flores doing shit we've got or have you know shit happening to her we've got uh, regina um what are some thoughts here uh uh i'm wondering that's a different that's a interesting perspective i almost want to know more about well i like like christine so like christine flores when we first kind of meet her they're like uh no go get your nails done because you represent something you have to look yeah and be strong in a certain way I feel like mm-hmm. her wanting to keep the baby secret and lying is also comes from a very, a, a place of 
where females have to be present themselves in a place of strength. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit of weakness is going to make you crumble. So the, if this were a man, it would. I feel like the lying would be coming from a place of um, holding control over somebody or a situation, or mm-hmm. it'd be much more self-centered and selfish. If we were to see that in a show, you know, like a, a, not not that women don't lie like that in shows, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm seeing the lies in this show coming from very different places. You know, she's lying to protect her son. It's a very, you know, motherly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Flores is lying to protect her. Uh, uh, as I just said, I don't, I don't need to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that I'm getting that sense and I don't know how accurate that is, mm-hmm. but I, 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 that was just something I kind of took notice of. So, you know, feel yeah. free to comment on that or any of the other character stuff I brought up. Um, does that help Kelly Sue? Absolutely. Yeah. And I know Claire, you were jumping in too. I well, I was, I... I was just going to say, I think it's interesting hearing Philip talk about uh, Christine's character that way um, and mm-hmm. what's going on with her. Um, I think it's interesting to note that, yeah, exactly. She's, she's keeping this issue a secret and feels like she can't disclose it to anyone because it will affect her status and what she wants to be doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting and nicely portrayed that that didn't go away for her when men went away. That's right. still perpetuated on her by women. Yeah. And Justin's going to disagree with me in a no, second. Well, I, I have, oh. I'm, I'm seeing entirely different motivations, but keep going. Sorry. If, well, I, I guess I'm exploring that as we don't know her motivation. So if this is one of, if this is her motivation, then I think it's very valid for her to not want to disclose it even now, even to the people who might be sympathetic with her, because you don't, A, she can't just erase that sense of, you know, things will be taken away from me if I, and I will be treated differently and I will suddenly be this person of scrutiny. And maybe Justin, that's one of the motivations you're thinking of for her as well, is that if I'm a pregnant (laughs) woman right now, then the scrutiny on me is going to be, well, there's also the motivation of she may just may not want to have a child at all. And if she just, thank you. (laughs) I knew I would arrive at it eventually. Uh, Justin just Justin, threw his Justin's hand like, up in the air like yeah, I, And <laughs> I was like, I think Justin and I were tracking uh, yeah. like a hundred percent because I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, it's it seems, I mean, we'll see. It seems I, very I, clear to me that she does not want to have this baby does at all. Not want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, that seems very clear to me. And also, can you imagine? If, or first, I mean, the idea of abortion is an incredibly charged issue yeah. now. All right in an era of overpopulation. In the show, they're literally concerned about saving the human race. Mm. The idea that she could have a boy, perhaps, although they end up saying, if, although they don't make it clear it's if she's saying, no, I think it's a girl because a girl would survive and a boy wouldn't in the current situation or what? They don't make it clear. To me, I felt like the doctor was making an assumption there. Like, okay, yes, well, you know, my that's best medical like. guess is that, that's what felt like it, yeah. it felt like to right, me as well. Right. But imagine the pressure in a world where the, the species at stake is at stake and you work for the government and you don't want to have a baby. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Incredibly selfish choice, you right. know? And so this is the moment. Is it to though? Me, because even if she is pregnant. Does she want, is it selfish to think that she wouldn't want to bring a baby into this reality? Sure, it is, it is I selfish. I think that's but, selfish. But I don't, I, I don't mean selfish in the sense that 
it's selfish is not necessarily pejorative in the text that I'm using. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think she's it's when it comes to the fate of the world and the species, do you know what I'm saying? That feels like a group decision. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And she's mm-hmm. making it on her own as well. She should, because it's her body. Yeah, as she and, has and I'm not, every right to do. Exactly. Sure. So, so that's why I'm saying, when I say selfish, I don't mean bad. I mean, she's, I guess what I mean is to say is there is a lot of extra context and weight on that decision. Yeah. That, you know I right. that I understand. That I understand totally completely, agree. which which well, which obviously adds so much to the pressure of the situation that she's already in and already feeling. And then mm-hmm. she's got like, you know, crazy Kim over here being like, <laughs> I'm here for you. Everything's going to be okay. And I've and... never liked Kim more. No, I, I know. This episode. Yeah, and yeah, I seriously. know. I, I think that the, I think that a lot happened in this episode that's setting Kim up to be a more sympathetic character than we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but <sighs> it's like, you know, you've got this clearly like very conservative minded woman Absolutely. who just lost her yeah. own children. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's easy to make the assumptive leap that she is going to be a little Jeez. too involved yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think? yeah. when i think there was some really great foreshadowing too when they bring up the you know is it too early to tell what it is and someone mentions how we can with a blood test like we'll be able right. to tell with a blood test and i was like here comes a blood test <laughs> <laughs> um but i totally um I think that this, the way that this was presented um, was in such a way so that this exact conversation would be happening. Yeah. Where For me, like, this is the moment that the show totally. began to transcend the comic. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. the pressure that you feel as a woman when you find out you're pregnant, whether it's wanted or not, mm-hmm is that same exact pressure. Mm. It may as well yeah. be the last pregnancy to ever happen on planet earth. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's a beautiful, like, a, a, is it a metaphor or an allegory? I, 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 I think I, 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 yes. yes, it yes. is a metaphor or an allegory. <laughs> okay, yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect for that. And I was like, dang, yeah. that was some, expert level shit that just went down this is what sci-fi is supposed to do yeah yeah Yeah. she she is she is the children of men she is that one pregnant Mm -hmm. woman right that's yeah that and i get that i going back to my assessment Mm -hmm. of her like we don't really fully understand all of her motivations i think Mm -hmm. my conclusion is that yeah we're absolutely getting set up for this you know, conflict over her not wanting to keep this child. And I think she has all of these other motivations as well. I think Philip's assessment of her, what's going on in her head is there as well. My only complaint about Christine so far is that I feel, I don't feel like I know her well enough. I don't feel like I understand what's in her head well enough. We have all of these great you know, all of this great character development for other characters. I am worried right now that we are going, that Christine is just going to exist for us to be the pregnant woman. 
and that if we don't if we don't get to know her much much better because as a as a person who has gotten pregnant and and gone through what Kelly Sue was talking about in all of those emotions about being pregnant even at a, I mean the whole time I was thinking about maybe having a a kid or do I want kids or do I not I don't think I've ever settled that decision in my head the motivations in my head as a woman and a mother are still completely up in the air of do I want children or not I have a fit, almost 15 year old son and I'm not quite sure, right? Like it, it is a extremely complex thing and it's not something that women even generally can feel good about in themselves because we're dictated to so much about how we should feel about being a mother. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. this miracle thing that is just, <laughs> yeah. everyone should strive for and everybody has. And there's that expectation it. to sort of be like, divinely selfless right which is like not reality no also i think too in in the context of of the discussion that lisa and justin were just having about it um i think that it is something that i would love to normalize which is like if a woman doesn't want to have a child because she's too selfish that's okay. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Even yeah. if it's yeah. purely yeah. negative. I, in, I absolutely. In terms of, yeah. When yeah. I said selfish, I did not mean to bring value. I didn't take it as, yeah. I didn't yeah. even take it as negative. Cause I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. Cause I'm gonna tell you something right now. You're going to get smacked right in your face. If you're like, <laughs> I think I'm too selfish for this. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to yeah. be happy. If you somebody I mean? said to me, I'm not having this baby because I'm way too selfish to have a baby. I would be like, don't have a baby. I would be like, that's, I I feel that shit. Yeah. I'm not sure you and I need to hang out, but I I feel that shit. You know? Completely. I respect you. Yeah. You you might want to hang out with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something healthy there. And all I'm saying about Christine is that I think the show has, and hopefully is gearing up to give us this. I think they have a lot of ground to cover in terms of making her an individual character that we mm-hmm. know and understand and is not just the pregnant woman mm-hmm. that is central to this theme and conflict that they want to put together. Yeah, I, I have a want. strong feeling we're going to get some good development. With I think so I really too. hope so. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that is something really great to say about the show is that I'd still have a number of reservations about it, but for the most part, I really do feel like they are taking their time yeah, and making um, some inroads on all of them. So yeah, yeah. structurally, structurally, the show's pretty sound as to when it starts to develop or bring in new characters, you know, yeah. it develops yeah. what it needs to the first few episodes and then it, stre- it expands a little bit and expands a little bit more. Like it's really taking, yeah, like structurally, it's doing really well. I think the show yeah. is a pissing me off more as it goes on right. and be intriguing me more and those yeah. are good signs those are good yeah. signs yeah. those are yeah. good signs do you can know we talk about I, felt, um, yeah. I wanted to talk about regina real quick yes that's what i was gonna yeah. do we, i was gonna can i, I was gonna bring us, us there i was gonna can, bring us to regina is she so. our proper okay, cheese stick is she our cheese stick i mean i just want to put that out don't know don't know she's certainly being proposed as a cheese stick so far cheese stick for your consideration she is a delicious villain. <laughs> yes, like, she is. They are. I was like, when she had like all of her scenes in this episode, I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> hands rubbing. This is yes. going to be good villainy shit. I yeah. am looking forward to it. I'm dreading it 
mm-hmm. equally as I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like, I, it's going to be great. And I, I feel like <laughs> and, that's and what, oh, go ahead, Kelly Sue. Well, I was just going to say, move over Regina George, because there's a new mean girl in town. There's a new Regina in town. There's a new Regina in town. There's a new Regina in town, <laughs> and she's a real Gina. Oh, my God. You uh, have I ruined feel, the name Regina. I, I think I have. My apologies. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just have to say, that's. I think that's one of the things this show needed was a villain, because we've gone through the first mm-hmm. four episodes with the villain being the the event. And after a while, it's like, or, or you know, like the, the world around them was kind of, mm-hmm. now we've got you like- You didn't feel like KCC, KKK? You didn't feel uh, like Kimber was the- no, I, I, I want to call her, I want to call her Kentucky Fried Mom. I don't know why. Although <laughs> I have to say, when she dropped I, her purse and yeah. I saw oh, the stuff know, spilled out of it, right? that, oh, that, that broke my heart. Because yeah. you remember, I, I, I yeah. clearly said I was not yeah. feeling for her yeah. prior to that. Me. That and was that rough. just fucking- hit me where it hurts I was that like, oh. that entire scene all, like oh. almost devastated oh, that, me. that scene was so yeah. well done almost yeah. devastated me i like I, covered my, I was about ready think, to break out there are moments scene. there are moments when you put everything aside and you just be a fucking human being yeah you know and it yeah. you know shows the light and having the villain be a human being in those moments yeah you know what i'm saying and right. it sort of maybe misleads you into thinking that 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 the villain is a better person than you think yeah. You know, and you know, later on you find out no, no, they're still horrible. Oh, I know. know? Yeah. Yeah. During the ultrasound. God, and they were so, they were definitely so setting her up to be the nefarious villain, and she may still be. I what I hope they do She's is that the they true use villain to me. The, I hope they use mm-hmm. Regina because the our her attitude Sorry. and personality shifted when she was in the room with Regina, right? Yes, she right. we thought it saw her as being very capable and nefarious up until that point. And then in the room with Regina, we're like, oh yeah, you're a kind of a lesser being. And I really hope that Regina is the, um, is the catalyst to, you know, catapulting her into another level of of ability, right? Like it's, there's a lot of potential there for some really great stuff happening. I think, I think Regina (laughs) is going to be the star that shines and hides the light of the true star, which mm-hmm. is Kimberly. Kimberly. I think Kimberly is the true villain. Yeah. But while Regina's twirling her mustache, we're not going to be, you know, it, it'll Paying be attention this. Everybody will. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Such good mustache twirling Whoa. too. Right. Oh, she's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. She's so delicious. Uh, and that's going to yeah. bring me to my hot takes here because okay, one of them is uh, Regina Oliver terrifies me, and I think she's going to do something horrible to President Brown. I have that feeling. Um, another hot take. I've worked with magicians and not all of them are useless, though <laughs> the ones that are useless are very useless. Um, Yorg picks a lock, y'all, oh. but he can't do it under pressure. And that's some can't pee at a urinal level performance anxiety. I'll tell you, look, I'll tell you this uh, for free. Yeah. I could not pee at a urinal if someone had a gun on me. That <laughs> would true. not happen. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, would sure. not yeah. happen. My husband, my, for sure. My innards would freeze. So my, yeah, for sure. my, I, I ain't mad at him for that. I, I might my piss hus- myself if a gun were. I was impressed when he was like, you know what, fucking I'm out. I I was like, good for you, kid. (laughs) Yeah, my husband reacted to that scene as like, thank you for not giving us the trope of they put a gun on him and all of a sudden he He can just do it and get it done in the amount of time. And the fact that she just didn't, he immediately went, nope, that's too much pressure. Fuck you. I like York. I like York a lot more in this episode. There was something a lot more human about him and not just kind of detestable, like throughout, which I like. He he was given, because he was given another actual human to engage with 
Right, exactly. And not someone who was just like 355 a, a is not a an wall. actual human, really. My final hot take was that um, if I was Flores and saw KCC in that bathroom, I would have let myself bleed a little longer and found another bathroom is what I would have done. Because there's got to be more than one bathroom in that that place, right? I would have walked and cleaned up maybe a little more and, and been happier, but it turned out okay. You have obviously never bled out of your vagina. (laughs) I have not. I have not. It's hard to walk. I'm not going to say where I bled out of. Um, But let's go to our. uh, Let's go to our. uh, That episode was. uh, (laughs) uh, Justin, uh, that episode was. That episode was promising. Uh, Claire, that episode was. I don't know. That episode was satisfying but that's yeah. a really unsatisfying word but okay <laughs> at least uh, that episode was so it was delightful <laughs> <laughs> delightful yeah. i'll take it i'll take it that's a word i immensely uh, enjoyed yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah uh kelly sue that episode was my favorite so far all right all right um that up ep- that episode was uh fantastic i really loved that episode um <laughs> And, and with our kind of reviews, our reviews in and the conversation over, I'm going to hand it over to Justin real quick to give us a recommendation. Because if you like this show, if you like where this show is going, specifically if you like this episode as much as we did, he may have something else that you might want to check out. Justin. <sighs> okay. Mean <girl>. So, <laughs> what? Nothing. Oh. Forget I said anything. Go for it, Justin. <laughs> okay. So, I have been watching a lot of cartoons lately. Um, because I'm working on a lot of cartoon ideas and I'm writing for a cartoon right now and cartoons are like, you know, it's my career right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been trying to sort of immerse myself in stuff that, especially stuff that is really just classic that is, uh, that I've just let go by the wayside. And watching, you know, and wondering about the, the the backstories of these characters. And, you know, you, you were talking about Allison Mann's backstory still being unrevealed and how that might be a little frustrating in some ways. And because it's fucking timely as hell, I'm recommending, which is on Hulu right now, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, fuck yeah. Thank you. Know? you. Um, it, because the, the weighty backstories of those characters yes. is huge. Uh, it, yes. it, you know, it's all about context. I'm shocked at how short the series is. Yeah. I, I thought there was more to it than that. I thought it was like seasons long. It's really just mm-hmm. one full season. Yeah. Um, and a movie. And, yeah, and a movie. And a movie. And it's, um, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's really forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're one of the real aspects of, of why the last man is that, you know, it's exploring the concept of non-binary gender mm-hmm. issues in a way that almost no show does. Do you know what I'm right. saying? But Cowboy Bebop had a, had gender fluid, had multiple gender fluid yes. characters, Yes, you know, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's some impressive shit, especially on a show that's ostensibly aimed at a younger audience you know mm-hmm. and maybe it just proves that you know america's puritanical hang-ups aren't necessarily Ooh. shared by the rest Ooh. of the world yeah you know 
Um, so I, yeah, I would say, you know, especially if you're looking forward to Netflix, mm-hmm. watch you some Cowboy Bebop. Check out the and Philip, even though this yeah. will make very little sense to the listeners necessarily. Yeah, I have read Ed is in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah I think it I, oh, yeah. doesn't show up at the beginning until like she shows up about halfway through. I yeah, was but just Ed, like, but even in the but even in the beginning, Ed is in the opening credits. She, she's in, in the, the opening, opening credits sequence in the cartoon. Yeah. She's she appears there. She's one of the four main panels that pop yeah. up at the end. And so, yeah, but I figured they were going to hold off and, and reveal her later. I, I fucking love Ed so much um again that gender gender diversity ed's ed will be the hardest character to translate and not because of gender issues at all but because ed's a fucking freak you know i can't (laughs) wait to see how they handle her it'll be really interesting if they get ed right then the show should be amazing oh yeah yeah uh ken watanabe everyone that's that's who did that show check out any of his stuff he's no shinichiro oh is it shinichiro ken Ken watanabe is an actor Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I got my yeah, names mixed. Like, up. He he started yeah, that. He was he was in that great movie with French Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of mm-hmm. our names, uh, where can we find everybody here? <laughs> Kelly Sue. You can find me at Kelly Sue says on all of the available social medias. Lisa K Weber. You can find me at lcatweber on all of the social medias, and you can read our book, Hex 11, that Kelly Sue and I make at hexcomics.com. Fantastic. Claire? I'm at Unexpected Hobby on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Justin? I post a new page of my hardwood fantasy webcomic, Hunter Black, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at hunterblackcomics.com. And the best place to find me on the social media is on Twitter at hunterblackcomx. Awesome. Uh, I'm Philip Kelly. I'm at Philip Creates across all social media. You can also find Justin, Claire, and myself as co-hosts of the Fanbase Weekly, where some of Popsicle's uh, uh, earlier podcasts, first podcasts, are at uh, Dream Journal about Neil Gaiman's Sandman, which is also uh, uh, all over the place right now because of Netflix, um, and uh, the Through the Ring podcast, which was about the Expanse TV series on Amazon. Uh, I'm sure we'll be getting back around to that once the new season is released. Um, but you can join us next Friday and every Friday after uh, for the next episodes of Why the Last Man. Uh, that episode was where we'll be discussing Why the Last Man. Um, and we are currently also releasing uh, every Tuesday new episodes of Murder Husband, 